Welcome everyone. For you of those that don't know me, my name is Jeff, aka Mad Hatter Organics, and this is the Growers Exchange Podcast. I wanted to start this podcast to get more information out there about different growers, breeders, and industry companies. So stick with us as we exchange all types of grower knowledge. First off, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Autopot USA, for the best plant-driven automated watering system out there. Use discount code MADHATTER10 on autopot-usa.com for 10% off your entire order. And Intralite, the last stop shop for IPM. Want the easiest way to get rid of those bugs and pathogens? Just plug in a single inch of ring light into your tent and set it on a timer. These lights will take care of business. Use discount code MADHATTER5 for 5% off your entire order over at intralight.co. Now, let's get started with the conversation. Welcome everyone to the seventh episode of the Growers Exchange Podcast. Uh, today, I have a super special guest, um, my good green. He is a Bokashi expert, uh, runs his own Bokashi company, and uh, I'm super excited to talk to him about everything Bokashi. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, so why don't we kind of start off? Uh, I mean, I've I've used your Bokashi for well, probably two years now. I came across it on Amazon and uh, didn't realize it was an actual Canadian company. And I'm a fellow Canadian as well. Um, I'm out in Alberta, and yeah, I've had nothing but awesome experience with it so far. It's it's done everything that I've wanted it to do. So that's uh, awesome to hear that. Yeah, why don't you start off with uh, kind of how you got started off, uh, why, why Bokashi? Yeah, okay. Well, it's definitely a good question. Uh, I've always been uh, an avid gardener and, uh, you know, like to, to try and compost and do my part for the earth. And uh, I didn't start in this. I was actually a stonemason for about 30 years and... Um, towards the end of my career there, I was looking at something that I could do to, you know, give back to the earth and to, to carry on. I wasn't quite ready to just pack it in. And uh, like I said, being an avid gardener and composter, uh, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had a lot of issues with trying to compost on a regular traditional composting, you know, trying to get the greens and the, the browns and the, the right ratios and, and this type of thing and, and getting a good product at the end of it. So I'd actually gone online looking for different composting methods and came across Bokashi. Now, to give you a kind of a little idea what uh, Bokashi was, it's, uh, it's it was derived in 1984 by uh, a uh, scientist out of Japan, Tiro Higa, who created these effective microorganisms. So the effective microorganisms consist of a uh, consortium of microbes such as uh, Saccharomyces fungi, uh, phototropic bacteria, and uh, more specifically, probiotics, so lactic acid bacteria. And they all work in consortia to do a number of great things. One is uh, fermenting organic waste and breaking it down and turning it into amazing compost. Uh, when we add those microbes to a Bokashi, to a wheat bran. So what we got here is a good old Canadian wheat bran. And we inoculated with the effective microorganisms. 
ferment it and you're left with this shelf-stable uh, culture mix that you can use for the Bokashi composting, which is really how I started in it before you know, going to using it as a, uh, a fertilizer type, kind of advance in, in from there. But the culture mix we use is, like I said, the um, Canadian wheat brand effective microorganisms. And we also add uh, certain um, minerals that are from Canada as well. So it's basically a really Canadian brand. It's called Bakashi Culture Mix. And uh, what we found with the culture mix is it works really well for the composting, but also soil amendment. Just by adding it into the soil, what it does is it creates a strong, healthy soil food web, creating kind of like a living soil, right? So mm -hmm. the microbes work really well to uh, keep a healthy soil by outcompeting the pathogens like E. coli, Salmonella, fecal coliforms, soil coliforms, and the like. But then the enzymes from that actually work well to break down organic matter within the soil. So you're creating a healthy soil web, but you're also breaking down the organic nutrients and minerals and that that are in the soil, making them more available to the plant. Okay. So, you know, by doing, doing that, I found that it was an amazing amendment to the soil. So what I did is I actually took it to another level and created the Bakashi Pro Grow Fermented Fertilizer, which I'm sure that you're, you're familiar with. More than anything, right? Yeah, you've got two different products, the Plus and, yeah. the, and the Pro. Yeah, so we created the, the Kashi Plus for the composting systems and soil amendment, and then we uh, took it another step, creating a fermented fertilizer by adding just a plethora of B vitamins, more minerals, amino acids, organic whole food complex, like organic certified alfalfa, kelp, organic beetroot, molasses, literally just a kitchen sink of great natural inputs and that gets fermented down and you, you're left with a shelf stable superfood for your soil. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no, no idea what the pro was actually. I never really looked into it. I kind of just went with the plus and just stuck with the plus. And now that yeah, you've pro, said that the pro seems, I guess, right? a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing is the pro grow is uh, short for probiotic growing. So really what we're doing is creating that, that healthy uh, environment for plants. Yeah, makes and, sense. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so where, like, how did you want to, where did you start off with your company? Where, you know, did you just kind of start making it in your backyard and, and said, I can yeah, give it, this to everyone? Yeah. Okay. So where it started, like I said, back in the composting. So I'd, uh, I knew I've heard of these Bakashi composting systems that you could get uh, overseas. And uh, I couldn't really, I couldn't get one over here. So I made my own kind of do-it-yourself system and basically two buckets uh, put together in the top bucket has some holes in it. And with a lid, you put the food waste in it, you sprinkle the culture mix on it and uh, compress it. And once it's full, then you take that top bucket and you mix it into the soil, into a composting system. Mm -hmm. But Eventually, what I ended up doing was finding a manufacturer to make the product ourselves. So this is what we, we come up with an actual Bakashi composting system. And it's all in one thing. And you see there's a little nozzle on the bottom. Yeah. And kind of explain that the reason why we had to have a two-bucket system is because there's a, a leachate, a liquid that actually will seep down through that you want to keep separate from your food waste as it's fermenting. And uh, that works really well as a uh, 
basically a liquid gold uh, fertilizer. We you, know, you mix it ratio of one fluid ounce to uh, a liter of water, and uh, you can use it for your plants indoors, outdoors. It's just fantastic. Uh, it's all full of beneficial microbes and minerals and, and that type of thing as well, right? So, yeah. Uh, as far as making the culture mix ourselves, yeah, it was, it was a matter of uh, finding the recipe uh, online through that uh, Tirahuga uh, in Japan, really making my own, adding things to it and, and making a the Bakashi Plus culture mix, which is uh, just took my own recipe and then going from there. And yeah, we started like a lot of companies I and mean, we started in the garage and uh, spare bedroom making the stuff and uh, uh, kind of went from there got into you know, tried to find the right packaging and uh, really just kind of bootstrapped the whole business and got into one store and into another store and really collected on that and really I was, at the start I was looking at uh, like home hardwares through mm -hmm. Canada so I, I got into about 25 home hardwares within 50 kilometer radius and went from there to talk to the head office at uh, home hardware and they brought us on so we were selling our products the Bakashi plus and the culture mix uh, in the compost systems through home hardware to start and that kind of gave us some traction and, uh, and then uh, we just went from there right? yeah that's a beautiful way to start home hardware is always a Good place to get your products on the shelf yeah absolutely yeah um i've made a, a a small youtube video on like a bokashi kind of the basics of it um yeah like i guess you can kind of make a small little homemade version of it by taking two five gallon buckets drilling a hole in one the top bucket and letting all the leachate kind of drain to the bottom um right What's so much different about yours that is more beneficial per se? Like, okay, then yeah, then do it yourself. Oh, for sure. Because I, I tried it and what I found was with the, the two bucket system, naturally you're not going to get a, a great seal and it is rather messy. You know, the whole idea behind Bokashi is it's actually a kind of Japanese for fermented organic matter. And the process that you're going through when you're fermenting your organic waste is acidic anaerobic fermentation. So uh, you create an acidic environment, it's gotta be anaerobic, so it's gotta be without air, so it has to be a sealed unit. Mm -hmm. And what we found is with this system, it creates that sealed environment and also leaches it down into where you can use the spigot at the bottom. So it creates a, a really good separate uh, compartments and keeps it all airtight. And, and it looks a lot nicer too. Yeah, yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. Then uh, yeah. you want to keep keep all the nasties uh, out and and all the beneficials in. Absolutely. Um, okay. Now, from what I've read and what I've been searching about, um, you you can ferment meat, and you know, like normal composting, they say not to ferment or to compost meat products. Uh, pests uh you know kind of bad bacteria and stuff like that but with a bokashi system you're able to uh, uh decompose meat yes exactly so you can literally compost anything organic um things you want to avoid is uh, obviously already rotting meat because you you know you're 
too much for the microbes to try and fight them back and they're already in that state. Yeah. Uh, oils and liquids, because that kind of, it uh, overwhelms the system. But other than that, yeah, meats. I'd recommend anytime you're putting uh, food scraps like meat, cheese, even small bones like fish bones, chicken bones, fruits, vegetables. Uh, they cut it up into smaller pieces, anything like golf ball size or smaller mm -hmm. to allow the microbes to, to coat it better and to break it down much easier. Um, one thing I would like to say that the composting system that I'm showing you right here is actually like a pre-composting. So what you're doing is you're fermenting your organic waste and getting it into a point that after seven to 10 days of fermenting, you would uh, mix it into your soil. So you could literally take it from your kitchen out into your garden, uh, dig down eight to 10 inches uh, trenches alongside your fruits and vegetables, uh, your gardening and mix it all in, cover it up and walk away from it, not have to worry about turning it, not have to worry about the smells and, and animals getting into it. And literally in, in summer temperatures, spring, summer temperatures, uh, the food waste will break down probably within the, three to four weeks, about 95% breakdown. Uh, can also be used indoors. Like I, the first time I did it, I actually did it through the winter. So I got myself a big tote and I had some used soil and it's important that you mix it in with soil. So I, I started a batch indoors in a big tote and it takes about six to eight weeks indoors. But yeah, it, it works really well. And as long as you just keep it closed and let it do its thing, uh, there's no smells. And yeah, it's a great small spaces and that yeah yeah that's awesome that uh that bucket uh that bucket fermenter that you have it's mm. it's able to go underneath your kitchen sink so whenever you're you know chopping up your veggies fruits whatever you can just open the lid and shove it all in there and sprinkle yeah, it, sprinkle a handful on and absolutely yeah it's uh, it's very easy to use simple easy to use and stores nice like i said yeah perfect uh under the sink yeah keep our the biggest thing is the smell, right? The normal compost has that kind of gassing smell, kind of off off gassing, but this stuff, yeah, it's just a sealed unit, so you don't get any of that. Exactly, yeah. And traditional composting, there's a lot more work to involve. It takes a lot of turning and, and things like that. And like I was saying at the beginning, sort of the separating ratios of the greens and browns, this type of thing, and trying yeah. to keep rooming out. And yeah, uh, I tried my best with traditional composting and failed at it. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad I did find it because uh, uh, here we are today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I have uh, a pile out back in my uh, by my alleyway kind of thing. I have um, in the fall and the spring. I like to collect kind of the leaf mold in the spring and the fallen leaves from the trees in the fall. I'll collect all that. I'll take my lawn clippings. I'll mix it all up. But then throughout the summer, I kind of get you know, kind of procrastinate a bit and kind of get lazy, you know, don't really turn it and just let it do its thing. So it's, it's going to take forever. And I'm not really, you know, that whole thermophilic composting action is I'm not, not keeping a good enough eye on it to actually, you know, break things down. But I also right. have, uh, uh, sorry. No, 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 you're right. No, you're carry on. Sir. Um, I also have a, a, a compost turner, like a 55 gallon barrel that I just throw food scraps and stuff in there. But I also take what I've bokashi uh, like composted and, you know, I'll dump like say like a liter, a, a liter jar uh, of food scraps and bokashi and, and I'll throw it in there as well. And that actually has been going pretty good for me. Um, Excellent. 
it's easy to turn it's yeah yeah no and that's what i was going to say it's, it's perfect because even with traditional composting you can incorporate the bokashi composting into that you will find that it actually help break everything down uh when you you know your traditional static type of a composting system a great way to incorporate the two systems together is by when you have a bucket full of the Bakashi pre-compost ready to bury is spread it out, you know, thinly evenly over your compost pile and add a layer of dirt over top of that as well. Mm -hmm. And that'll really help to break everything down even quicker and, and with a, a great result at the end. So yeah. just a little tip. Uh, and I noticed you were mentioning about your, your yard waste and that as well, a uh, little tip we do uh we actually have a, a system of pet waste system as well that we, we don't promote it a whole lot but what it is basically it's a, a bucket uh 12 liter bucket and comes with Bokashi culture mix and it's for your pet waste for cat waste dog waste because it works really well to out compete the pathogens like fecal coliforms as well okay. and the textbook and, and and the bad bacteria and that that are in cat waste and, and dog waste so what we do is when we compost that we don't compost that and put it into the uh, food gardens vegetable gardens that type of thing what i do is i uh, pre-compost it then i'll mix it in with our uh, yard waste our leaves our grass or that type of anything you know high lignin that type of thing mix it all in together and what you find is it really helps break down all your yard waste a lot quicker too and with a really great finished product then you spread that along your around your yard into your your flower beds and bushes and that type of thing fantastic hmm, interesting yeah i've yeah. got two dogs myself and we have uh after the the big spring thaw of snow and ice uh we have a lot of waste through mm -hmm. <laughs> from the winter there so um, yeah, i hear you um so there you go there's another idea if you want to grab yourself a five gallon bucket with a lid a sealed lid you can do the same thing with that uh our buckets don't come with the, the nozzles for the leachate because we're not really interested in collecting no. leachate. Actually, you probably won't get that much of a liquid anyways with that waste. And really all you're trying to do there is every layer of uh, pet waste, you just sprinkle some of the bokashi onto it, uh, kind of shake and bake and just layer it up until it's full, let it ferment you know, seven to 10 days. And like I was saying, mix it in with your, uh, your yard waste and that in a, in a certain area of your yard. Interesting. I'll have to try that this year. Um, we, ha we have a lot of kind of dry, patchy, uh, you know, urea burnt areas in our yard that uh, could possibly help with that. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, when was your when was your company formed? What what year was it? Actually, I started it in 2014. When I was still a uh, Mason, right? So obviously didn't want to just do the jump. I had to make sure it was a going to be a soft landing into the new new company. So yeah, I worked uh, uh, jobs for probably uh, two years and then incorporated in 2016, and uh, that's when we went full on. Okay, awesome. So you've been around for about ten years now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah like I said, I picked it up. Uh, Two years ago, started using it then. Um, started noticing uh, some good beneficial activity on the top surface of my soil. Um, 
maybe interacting with some of the micro mycorrhizae that I use. But uh, yeah, you get that white mycelium um, layer on top of the soil. Uh, yeah. Sometimes that scares some people when they see it for the first time. They, they don't understand the living soils, right? It's yeah. kind of learning here. They think that there's this, uh, this mold, this bad mold on top. But yeah, you're right. It's a mycelium, fungal hyphae. Yeah. Uh, right. And it's kind of reacting with the oxygen. That's why you're seeing it as it is. But just imagine that throughout your soil, your soil structure, all those um, uh, the mycelium and the filaments going throughout your soil, um, breaking down. The, the organic inputs, mobilizing them within themselves, and it kind of brings it back into your rhizosphere, right? And like you said, works in coercion with your uh, mycorrhizae and that, so. Yeah, yeah, it creates that symbiotic relationship between your your soil nutrients and your plants. And... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, overall beneficial. Um, so you're saying about the leachate there, uh, you can drain it out of your bucket system. Can you add this into like, say, a compost tea? Um, when you're brewing a, key, a tea? Yeah, you can actually. Uh, um, now, we've with the teas, we actually just do it straight from the, with the Bokashi itself. Uh, I haven't really done a lot of testing on with the, the leachate itself and making it into a tea, uh, just because I, I use the Bokashi itself. But yeah, definitely, there should be no, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the ratios are. Okay. Um, at this point but uh like i said one shot glass and uh so yeah one ounce to there's let's say one gallon of uh, water you can aerate that for 24 48 hours if you like or you can let it sit that's the thing too but if you aerate it it kind of it gets it working more so the uh the microbes are more active in that yeah now, what if you were wanting to go right from just the bucket, like leachate from the bucket, to, uh, you know, top watering it into your pot? Uh, would you mix it at the same same ratio? You think? Yes, exactly. Yeah, the one ounce to one gallon of water, and mix that in. It comes, I think, it's like one to a thousand. Yeah, as far as the ratio. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's typically what I would do too with uh, the leachate. Yeah. You can also pour it down at uh, full strength, pour it down your sinks and your toilets. And what it does, it really helps with the, the buildup in your sinks and the, the smells and that. It breaks uh, them down, the organic matter that's in, the, in your pipes. So mm -hmm. it's, there's no waste to it whatsoever. If you don't need it for your plants, you can use it for your pipes and it works fantastic. Yeah, it's like an organic Drano. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Right? Beautiful. It almost sounds like you weren't really familiar with the Bakashi Pro Grow fermented fertilizer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just used the plus. Excellent. I got the bag down here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. So yeah, so the the fact that you're using that for your soil, uh, I mean you're already on top of it, but the Pro Grow like it adds uh, more. Uh, B vitamins, more minerals, the amino acids. And the amino acids are derived from uh, hemp seed. So it's, okay. it's got an amazing, you know, um, different types of amino acids, right? Great spectrum of them. Um, like I said, in the organic whole food complex that we put in there, it all gets broken down itself through the fermentation. So that adds to it as well. Uh, and it comes out at uh, the NPK, 
is uh, 2.57, 2.5, and 1.7. So it's listed as standalone organic fertilizer, which we actually have uh, registered with the CFIA. Uh, so it can be used on large scale uh, productions for food and, and that type of thing as well, which is uh, it's a great thing for us. So they're available as a standalone organic fertilizer. Uh, we like it as a uh, soil amendment. So if you're using other organic inputs, you can add this with it. You don't have to worry about burning. Uh, typically as a standalone organic fertilizer, it'd be three cups per 10 gallons of your soil mix. As an amendment, it'd be cut it down to half, so one and a half cups per 10 gallons of soil, whether it's uh, peat, cocoa, or really potting soil, super soil. And it works really well for breaking all your other inputs, which means that you can actually use less of the other inputs. Uh, so you're saving yourself some money on that and breaks it down and makes it more available to your plant symbiotically, right? So there's two great pluses there. Um, we love it as a top dressing, like you use it, you know, your plants need a little bit of love. Uh, very easy to just take a small handful and scratch it in and, and water it in. And, and probably one of our, our customers' favorite ideas, the, the tea, the aerated tea, mm-hmm. right? You take that, uh, say one cup for five gallons of water, throw a aerator bubbler in there for 24 hours and you've got this amazing aerated teas as a soil soaker for your feed yeah yeah that's uh i definitely add some in when i do my compost seeds as well awesome yeah what's the ratio between or for just the regular plus what kind of um how much do you want to add into your soil for an amendment for that yeah it work it basically works the same way right so uh as an amendment one and a half cups per 10 gallons it's uh sufficient right okay. it actually works it has an mpk of its own as well so it it, it has uh the fertilizer capabilities to it as well nice yeah that's kind of why i think i got into it was to help um uh, speed up the process a bit faster uh to help my dry amendments i use guy green dry amendments um and you know there's there's minerals and stuff in there that take weeks and weeks to break down um, so hopefully, you know, by adding this Bokashi, I was able to help break down those a little faster to be able to get the plant, uh, you know, the certain type of med- med- medicinal plant that I grow, uh, you know, it's a very fast growing, very uh, hungry plant. So I want, uh, you know, nutrients as fast as possible. Uh, that's kind of why I started using, using it. So. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what you want to use it for. And, uh. Between you and me, I love the guy green dry products as well. So to give you know you and your uh, listeners a kind of a recipe that I like to use for guy green, I use the all purpose. Yeah. I keep it very simple with the guy green all purpose. That's your four four four. Typically, what uh, the recipe calls for is say kit six cups of guy green per twenty gallons of soil. Uh, whereas when you add the Bakashi or the Bakashi Pro Grow. Uh, I recommend the Pro Grow when you're using it with the Guy Green uh, when you're cutting it down half if you for your medicine because mm-hmm. it makes sure that you've got everything into it. Is uh, so it's instead of the six cups per uh, twenty gallons, you're bringing it down to three cups of Guy Green on purpose, twenty gallons, and then you're adding three cups of Kashi Pro Grow for twenty gallons. You mix that in, 
And like I say, you don't have, even have to worry about the cooking time that you can literally, you know, plant or transplant within the soil as soon as you make it. Uh, you're not worrying about the burning. And the Bakashi and the ProGrow basically works within hours, you know, once it's activated to, to start the process and allows, and, and like I say, it breaks down your, your other inputs a lot quicker and makes them more viable and usable as well. So uh, there's literally no lag time when you, you know, especially with transplanting and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a massive benefit for your soil for sure. I'll have to try that recipe, cut my uh, cut my expenses back a bit with the, the guy green. I mean, there, oh. I use uh, 10 kg bags. I buy 10 kg bags and they're about 80 bucks a bag. So it gets, a, it gets pricey every once in a while. So. Yeah, and the great thing is, I, I reuse my soil as well. Yeah, and, me too. You know, that's the beautiful thing about it is it really cuts down on the cost of your soil. Uh, before, when I was growing with uh, synthetic or uh, nutrients and that, you know, a lot of times your soil wasn't very good at the end of that. So you had to, use, you know, pull the salt and, and nutrients and that. So you had to get away, uh, get rid of it. What I found is that uh, with the Bakashi and the organics that you can be using your soil, it almost seems like the next one crop is even better than the one before, right? Yeah. So I, I love doing outdoor uh, greenhouse growing. Uh, so what I typically do is in 30 gallon pots, so do it in the greenhouse. And at the end of the season, uh, you know, after harvest, I just like leave the, uh, the pots over, cover them up over the winter. Come springtime, I use the same soil and I'll, I'll mend them again with the ProGrow and the, the Guy Green. And it's uh, just amazing. I, I think I've used the same soil for four years now. Yeah. I, I, I have the same thing. I have a, a greenhouse out back. I've built a couple planter boxes and stuff and all my used soil out of my pots, I, I just dump in the planter boxes out back. I use them for the spring, summer, fall kind of thing. Yeah, all the container gardening, yeah, same deal. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, it does, for sure. So, with the whole Bokashi fermenting, um, I've always kind of heard that it has, like, a no-smell kind of thing. Is that because of the container being sealed, or is that because it's, like, a, an anaerobic kind of... I've always kind of heard anaerobic kind of smells, but... Yeah, and I know that anaerobic can get kind of because anaerobic bacteria on themselves uh, can create, you know, the bad, the bad smells like uh, um, vomit smells and this type of thing, right? Is uh, probably the best example. Uh, yeah, but you're right in twofold. The fact that it's a sealed container uh, doesn't allow for smells to escape, but the bakashi itself uh, works well to, like I said, outcompete the pathogens that cause those types of odors um the rotting smells so you really you just what the food waste will just become a fermented it doesn't really change too much you know in in looks in that so there's no degradation there's no rotting there's no decaying or anything like that it just stays in the fermented state to the point where uh, you can actually keep it in there for up to six months as long as you're draining the, the juice it'll just stay in that state the pre-compost state um until you mix it into the soil and then that starts to be the, the breakdown um, but yeah so that's that's the real reason is the the microbes out competing the pathogens that cause those others and and allows for rotting and that type of thing right yeah makes sense totally um is there anything that you don't want to put in there um yogurts i mean yogurts are probiotics but uh 
is what is there anything yeah well really like i say the only things that you don't want to put in the compost system is already previously rotting uh food uh lots of liquids and oils i mean a little bit isn't bad but when you start you know, overwhelming the system then the microbes can't work that well uh obviously plastics anything like that anything that can't that is non-organic i wouldn't put in um big bones uh i'll i'll still put in bones but don't expect them to break down a whole lot but i like the fact because you know it, it'll break down all the goodness that are within the the bones themselves right mm -hmm. and uh, that's usable so then really if you just uh, if you're looking to mix it into your already existing vegetable bed then you probably wouldn't want to put you know big bones in there that'll that won't break down small ones like fish bones chicken bones they break down really cool and, and sometimes it's neat to, to check them out through halfway through to see how the microbes have worked to get inside the bones and clean them right out and type of thing it's just it's amazing to, to watch nature at, at work there yeah. and it's tangible you can actually see the you know the product without having to wait a year or two to see if you're you know going to get usable viable compost right? yeah yeah totally uh are you able to take those bones and say um you know dry them out with like a, a barbecue uh crush them up into smaller bits and then add them into your system absolutely yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really just the size of them that is, makes it so that it's not uh, viable for the small composting system to get them broken down. And that. But yeah, if you want to do the mechanical work ahead of the game, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, any um, future plans? Uh, are you familiar with uh, one of our other products that we have? Ferminator? No, I no. <laughs> Talk a little bit about my Ferminator. This oh, okay. Is a, a plant wash. Oh, okay. Uh, so what we've done is we've taken the same type of microbes that we use in our Bakashi products, DEM. So it works really well for doing a number of things. Uh, like I said, out competing pathogens. So we use this product uh, for dealing with powdery mildew issues as well as pest issues. So the microbes themselves work, like I was telling you before, with against pathogens, out-competing pathogens. So it does that as well on your leaf uh, surface with things like uh, powdery white powdery mildew. Out-competes it and will actually break them down and then can be used as a maintenance every week, every two weeks to, to keep them in a, in a state where they won't develop the, the spores, the powdery mildew spores. So I'll kind of back up a little bit and tell you what is in this product. Uh, we use the, it's, it's uh, distilled water base, and then we add the beneficial microbes. But then we also add fermented, we use the microbes fermenting herbs like mint, dill, rosemary, thyme, which are natural repellents to pests. So it's great as a maintenance for spraying it on your plants to uh, kind of repel the, the, uh, mites and aphids and even thrips it takes a little more for thrips but all those uh, pests can be eradicated using this process so then what we do is we take those microbes those fermented herbs and we add uh, acetic acid and pure grain alcohol in small portions so it's not an alcohol base but it 
the idea of adding the acetic acid and main alcohol creates these natural esters. And so when the esters are consumed by sap-sucking pests such as mites, aphids, and thrips, it creates this intestinal intoxication. And the, the pests are literally dead within a matter of moments. And the beautiful thing is there's no oils. So we're not deriving the herbs through their oils and that type of thing. It's through a fermentation process. So there's literally no residues, no oils on your plant. So it could be used right from, uh, you know, vegging right through to harvest and it won't affect your fruits, vegetables, flowers. Wow. That's uh, a, yeah. that's a game changer. <laughs> it, it really is. And actually we've saved a lot of, uh, the props in the last few years. Um, we have a, a tough time, uh, I'll be straight with you, as far as getting it registered in that because uh, it can be, we don't want to claim it as a pesticide or this type of thing, it's yeah. a fungicide. So we really have to just mark it as a plant wash. It is completely safe to plants, pets, you know, people in the planet, right? Four peas. Yeah. And that's, that's the ideal thing we're doing. So. Typically what you do is take two to four mils of this into a liter of water, a pump sprayer, and uh, add maybe a drop or so of say Dawn dish soap or yucca, some type of surfactant wetting agent because of the fact that there is no oils or residues. You want it to be able to stick on the your leaf for as, as yeah. long as possible before evaporating. And you can spray and you can spray every day, every other day um, through that a week, two weeks, if you have a, you know an infestation of uh, pests and uh, it, it works. It really works. It takes a little bit of diligence because you gotta, you know, the, uh, the little guys like to hide very well. So it's a matter they have to ingest it. It's not a contact type killer thing or, you know, it's not systemic through the plant. Uh, they have to ingest it. So but the beautiful thing is you can hit it every day, every other day and until your problem is resolved and, and it tests out clean. Yeah, that's a beautiful product. Um, I use I use something similar, but it's all just oil, essential oils, um, right? So I don't have to. Which work well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that uh, you know, adding those effective uh, microorganisms into it, it's uh, yeah, it's probably a game changer for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We've had a you know a lot of our clients that use it as maintenance. They found that it's actually their their foliage is a lot more healthier just by adding that to it so you know, there's, it's got its own benefits just as a as a plant washer spray awesome yeah okay so kind of just uh going back to what we were talking about going um putting your uh um, your composted uh fermented composted stuff into your garden beds uh, you want right. to bury them uh six eight to ten inches down kind of thing uh, right are you gonna? Are you kind of worried about um, pests uh, like you know raccoons, skunks, dogs going in and, yeah. and digging all that stuff up? Yeah, as far as uh, the pests, and that's the idea of where you want to kind of dig it down into the you know eight to ten to twelve inches and mix it up. I should add that you really want to mix it up well with the, the soil that's there. Um, yeah, we find that uh, if it is buried like that, it doesn't attract. Uh, it doesn't attract vermin. In fact, I live basically across the street from a big forest and we have raccoons, skunks, bulls that come into our yard all the time and it's never, never been an issue. We've had a, a dog for years that, uh, yeah, that hasn't bothered digging it out. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, he likes to dig, but uh, fortunately not in our yard. 
<laughs> I've got a bloodhound, and her uh, her nose oh. is pretty damn strong. So, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see. I'll, I'd like yeah. to try it. I haven't tried it that method yet, but uh, I'd like to try it this year. Maybe do it. I have a gate separating my front and backyard, so maybe I'll try it out in the front yard first. Okay. Probably a tip there is don't let him smell the stuff before you bury it, because if he knows it's there, it might he might be more apt to uh, to go there. So yeah, don't have him around as you're burying it. Just <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. a point to consider. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we've kind of been coming up to about 45 minutes now. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Any new products uh, you've got in the works? Um, yeah, actually, uh, we're, we don't have anything else in the works right now. Uh, we're considering our things, but we really kind of like to stick to the, our core of what we're, uh, um, what we produce through the beneficial microbes, the EM and that these types of products. Mm -hmm. Um, I had thought about maybe bringing out another, um, pro grow, maybe like a pro bloom where I'm adding more of uh, bloom type nutrients into yeah, it. The PK stuff. Exactly, exactly. Right? But I don't know. I, I found I've done these grows right through and uh, it seems to, you know, if you need needs any love, you just do a little bit of top dress, add a tea to it and uh, and it seems to work. I should add, uh, you know, when, as far as your medicine and that, uh, when you're doing your flip is uh, typically what I'll do is I'll add the Gaia Green power bloom as well at half yeah. the rate okay and the, you know that's your extra pk and that you need there as well as top dressing with the, the bakashi or the bakashi prober as well and that seems to work really well to for that push and yeah. then i'll do a tea two weeks in from there as well and maybe another one if it needs it but typically it doesn't it's, it seems to be quite enough for it to give it everything it needs for a, a good harvest yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I'm finding I'm, I'm growing a lot more fruits and vegetables, and I think we're going to find that, especially with the price of produce in stores, and I, I can't see us really getting much of a break from it. Uh, yeah. You know, crazy to buy a head of lettuce at there, you know, anything like that. I don't think it's going to get much better. So the fact that we're able to use our composting and use our bakashi in that to bring it back into grow our own food is, uh, I think, is is huge and i think that's really something that's going to get more popular as time goes on especially you know growing organic you know that you're you know what you're putting in and you know what you're getting out you, you know you're putting in all great compost and, and beneficial microbes and and all the inputs and you're deriving highly nutritious fruits vegetables and produce from that right which is a lot better than the stuff that you get out of the grocery stores let's face it yeah Right? Yeah, I plan on having a, a pretty big garden this year and trying to, uh, I got a nice big vacuum sealer and I'm going to try to oh, do my best to preserve as much food and so I don't have to, you know, go and pay these ridiculous prices, $8 for a head of lettuce or something stupid like that, right? It's nice. It's, it's nice that it costs so much money to eat well, to be healthy, to yeah. So that's kind of the point I'm trying to make with the pro program of Akashi, and that is we want to make it as easy as possible for the regular consumer to grow his own. Because I mean, we know people are busy and, and that, so they want something where they can maybe mix something into their soil, their pot of soil, 
plant their seeds and just water it and know that they're going to get a, a great product at the end of that, you know, yeah. great harvest at the end, right? Yeah, and for the $15 I spent on that big bag and it lasts a good amount of time and continues to work years right. later, uh, it's it's a new no-brainer. Um, no, I, I have to agree with you on that. I'm biased on it, but that, absolutely. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. well with its value for sure, exactly. Especially the fact that it's creating a, a living soil that you can use time and time again, right? So yeah, exactly. Can uh, are you guys in the states? Uh, can you purchase your products uh, down there? Yeah, uh, we're we're in Amazon Canada and the U.S., so anybody in the states can purchase our product through Amazon. Uh, we we like to. Uh, patronize our brick and mortar growers or stores as well. So we are in a lot of stores throughout Canada. Uh, we're uh, distributed through Green Planet Wholesale and Biofloral Canada, uh, two great Canadian distribution companies for plant products. And they kind of helped us get into the States, especially Green Planet Wholesale. So they yeah. have sales reps down there. So we're, yeah, we're working away. Um, a lot of it, it's a slow process because unlike Canada where it, uh, there's only one governing body, you know, CFIA for getting any product registered uh, as a fertilizer down in the States, every state has their own uh, yeah. governing body. So what we did is we're, we're, you know, we started in California, Oregon, Washington, you know, we're in Oklahoma. So we're in a number of the, uh, the States and we're, we're slowly, you know, trying to, work our way through the, the old lower 48 yeah yeah and big ups for justin over at green planet there he's uh help for helping you out and getting that done oh yeah no that was great they're fantastic for bringing us on as a uh, you know exclusive distribution and really helping push us or even in the uk they brought us in the uk because they're in uh distributor over there easy grow uk yeah uh so if you're looking for you know, green planet products or the Bakashi uh, pro grow we sell the pro grow only over there uh easy grow uk so nice we're slowly but surely trying to make the whole good green earth right yeah well uh i mean congratulations on your success with the company so far and i can't wait to see it grow <laughs> no pun intended um, <laughs> uh, yeah, i appreciate that thank you so much i appreciate you supporting us like you do that's that's great and, yeah yeah, you've been a massive benefit to my garden, and uh, I, I, I won't stop using it. And you're a Canadian company too, so that's, to me, keeping it, you know, as much as Canadian as possible. I use, you know, certain right. certain products of mine that I that that are all Canadian. Uh, you know, no, no offense to the U.S. or anything. I just right. it, it's expensive for me to bring bring products in from the U.S. to use, sure and especially. Organic products where we're such we're they have, we have such strict uh, stringent yeah uh, rules yeah. and laws against different microbes and whatnot. So like you know it kind of forces me to use a Canadian product as well. So there are yeah. certain things like Dr. Zymes that I would love to have up here, um, mm -hmm. but I can't. Great product. So yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about health. You know, health Canada CFIA they are very stringent. It took us probably almost two years to get our product uh, you know, certified here, whereas down in California, where so I thought it would be a lot harder, mm -hmm. it was like six months. 
you know. And yeah, and you're gonna name you know. you're gonna have to rename your entire packaging and oh yeah, you know, everything with California's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we have a number of different packages we have to use for the state just for that because yeah. each state has their own laws on that. Yeah. Well, um, kind of rounding it out, where can people find you? Uh, you know, you're on Instagram. Do you have Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff? What's yeah, uh, Instagram, uh, My Good Green Home. Um, yeah, we're on. Uh, we have YouTube as well. We're, we're starting to populate the YouTube channel, but uh, you want to check it out. Uh, we have some videos on the composting systems of ProGrow, the different ways that we use it. Uh, some of our clients on a larger scale, you know, uh, telling us about how, how it works for them as well. So YouTube, Good Green Earth Company. Uh, our website, My Good Green dot com in canada and goodgreenearthco.com in the states and uh yeah and one eight six six four four bokashi if you want to talk to me and you have any questions uh it goes right to my hip so you know i love talking to customers quite customers and and uh and seeing how we can support them as well like it well i'll leave all the description oh all the mess it up again I'll leave all the links in the description below in the YouTube and podcast. Uh, these will be going out on my YouTube channel, Mad Hatter Organics. Uh, it will go out on my other YouTube channel, the Growers Exchange Podcast, um, Apple, Spotify. And uh, I think I'm going to try to branch out and go into like Amazon and stuff like that as well. Um, That's excellent. So I'll... Uh, busy fella. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it takes, <laughs> it takes quite a bit of work, but... That it does. But yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'll leave all the dis all the links in the descriptions to, you know, wherever you find this. But uh, excellent. I it, really appreciate that your support. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate having you on. I. I. It's. I've learned a lot. So. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, check you later and uh, have a wonderful weekend, man. Thanks. You too. Thanks for having me again. All Take right. Care. Take care.